And the life that you now live is by the faith of the Son of God. Now that the faith of the Son of God is the whole scope of the gospel. It's the A to Z of what our Lord Jesus did from the cradle to the cross. The total sum of all that he is to his people as their redeemer. And you're victorious, you're Christian living. You get the victory by focusing, believing, resting in the whole sum of what the Lord Jesus did at the cross. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak, and this is Pastor Ian Golliher. I hope that you're in blessing today, and if not, that this program will be a victory note in your own heart and life, leading you to personal faith, confidence, and rejoicing in the Lord Jesus. You may notice that we constantly point men and women to the Savior whether it is by prayer, by faith for salvation, or for victorious Christian living, Jesus is the answer. He's the one that will bring new life into your soul and the one that will make you an overcomer over the world. You see, a Christian is not just a follower of Jesus. We're not just imitators of the things that he did and said. Rather, we enter into the victory of his personal life, death, and resurrection. Now, Jesus' life was a complete victory because he was sinless. And even though men and Satan sought to force or entice the Lord Jesus to sin, they could find no sin in him. He never responded to sin. There was no tinder in his heart that would ignite their sparks of temptation. And the purity, the perfection of the Lord Jesus Christ made him victorious over every temptation. And then, of course, the ministry of the Lord, how he ministered in power. Others uh, were able to speak wonderful words but Jesus spoke with power. Never man spake like this man. Likewise, in his atoning death, there at the cross, the Lord Jesus got the victory. He did not die in defeat. He did not die as the result of men's doing. The Lord Jesus said, No man taketh my life from me. I lay it down of myself. And when the Romans came to break the legs of those malefactors, the Lord Jesus was already dead. He was dead first, he was dead quickly, 
because he did not die of natural, physical causes. He died by offering up himself as a priestly offering to the Father, and that was victorious, triumphing in the power of his death as a sacrifice for sin. And so the account of sin is settled, and God has accepted the offering. Judgment is now cancelled for those who believe on the Lord Jesus, and we get the victory through the work of the Lord Jesus. Even as he cried out on the cross, it is finished. We get that victory by faith, believing, coming to the cross, taking it all in. And then, of course, there is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, how he triumphed over death and ascended to the right hand of the Father, and he will come again in power and victory, all because he is God in the flesh, and everything he did was absolutely supernatural. And so let's turn to this text where we will learn today of the supernatural power of the cross of our Lord Jesus. As you read on through the epistles, you'll see that every one of the apostles were totally committed to preaching Christ crucified. Constantly that is repeated. Paul's ministry, Peter's ministry, John's ministry. We could take time to see how well, that's, that's one I should take time. First Peter 1, verse 16. This, I'm just going to give you one major example, but you'll see this in many places in the New Testament. First Peter 1, verse 16. Here is the Lord's command to us, Be ye holy, for I am holy. That's Christian living. That's where you're at and I'm at tomorrow morning, Monday morning. We're going to be going into our different walks of life. And the Lord commands that we be a holy people like him. That's a high standard. That's a powerfully high standard for us to be holy as the Lord is holy. How are we possibly to do it? And if ye call on the Father who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work past the time of your sojourning here in fear... There's godly living, the fear of God, knowing that God notes and judges every word, every act, every deed. And then verse 18, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, received by the tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, now, as we mentioned at some point this week, in all Bible study, why did the Lord said this? What did it mean? And why here in this context? He just said, be holy for I am holy. And then he moved on to speak about the precious blood of Christ. There is our victory. The precious blood of Christ. I know in this pulpit the blood of Christ is preached. I know it's prayed over in the public meetings. But let me ask you, in your home, is there prayer on a daily basis pleading the victory of the blood of the Lord Jesus? 
Fathers and husbands, as you lead your family in prayer in the home, is this the basis on which you cry to God for help and victory in your family? You have children going out to school, and dear knows the temptations that they're going to face, the horrible things they're going to hear and see. What is going to protect the people of God? The blood of Jesus, precious blood. It's unique. There's nothing like this, but it's the secret to Christian living. These are they that came out of great tribulation and made their robes white in the blood of the Lamb. They overcame him, the wicked one, the devil, by the blood of the Lamb. Are you truly availing yourself of the victory of the blood? Now moving to Galatians 6.14, I'm really focusing on the cross. I'm merging these two texts. I'm going to Galatians 6.14 now. And you will see here that Paul himself said, God forbid that I should glory. And that really is trust in anything else, depend on anything else, save in or anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? That's always the question in our Bible reading. Why? Paul says it. By whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. Somehow, this seems to be a a very rare thing for somebody who's been preaching the gospel all his life to say, somehow, when you look by faith to the cross, there's power to die to sin. Just as somehow, when the Israelites looked to that brazen serpent, they were healed from the poison. When the Lord Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. He is pointing to himself as the way of healing, the way of cleansing, the way of victory. The cross strokes out the eye of self. We die more and more to self and live more to more unto righteousness. That's our goal as Christians. If it's not your goal, can you really say that you're a Christian? Are you striving toward the mark of the high calling of God to be delivered from worldliness in your life? And if you do, you need the cross as the instrument and the very power of God. A year ago, I had a call from a previous contact, a lady that was listening in online to our ministry, and some of her children came to our Bible camp, but she was dying with cancer. And while I had already moved from British Columbia to Ontario, I ministered to that woman by phone for many weeks, read with her, prayed with her, talked to the family. And in the later stage of life, while cancer was eating away at her body, I was greatly consoled by these words. She told me that she was clinging to the cross. Where did she get the faith to do that? How is it possible that someone who is so weak, so near to eternity, 
is still clinging to the cross. I could not add anything further to comfort her heart. She had got it. And in reality, in all the battles of the Christian life and all the temptations we face, and all the cares of life, that's the secret, clinging to the cross. Now, that might convey the idea or the picture of someone as just like scraping their fingers down a concrete wall. But remember what the Lord Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. I give unto my sheep eternal life, and they shall never perish. And my sheep are kept by my hand, and by the Father's hand, and that he will lose none, not one. And I assure you tonight that in the cares and troubles of life, if you cling to the cross, that means that you, as Paul said, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, you make that your anchor and your hope, you will find comfort and you will find the grace that you need, the grace that is all sufficient. And I assure you that the sympathizing Lord Jesus will walk with you through the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Now, we have one more point to get through tonight, and that is that the cross is the power line to overcome the world. Galatians 6, 14. We're back there again. God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. By whom? That's the Lord Jesus who suffered on the cross. The world is crucified, is dead unto me, and I am dead to the world. How do you understand that? The best of thinkers have pondered and pondered these great statements. But it is made clear in many places in the Bible. I think a passage that really helps is Romans chapter 6 and verse 3. Romans 6 verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. That means united to him. That means that we are brought into union with our Lord. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, by this union in his death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so should we also should walk in newness of life. That's what we're talking about tonight. How to live as a Christian. To walk in newness of life. And we must have that cross to put our nature to death. That we might live in this new resurrection life. And that's how it is worded there in Romans. And this is how it is worded in the book of Galatians. 
Now you will agree with me tonight that the world is very powerful. It can attract and lure our hearts and minds so powerfully. It's like a great magnet. Have you ever been to the auto wreckers where old vehicles are scrapped and they are squished to be loaded onto for transportation? Well, those Koreans go to work and they just come down with a mighty block of iron and the magnet is switched on. They lift that vehicle right into either the crusher or onto a vehicle. Mighty magnets. And that's the power of the world and that's the power of the devil against the child of God. And it's only the power of the living Christ who can break that power of lust for the world. Because we are not like the Lord Jesus. When the Lord Jesus was tempted, there was nothing in him to respond. But there is in us. There is still a sin nature. There is still an old man. There is still the carnality that responds to temptation and to the allurements of this world. How do we overcome? One other text that will help is 1 John 4 and verse 3. 1 John 4 and verse 3. And I want to use these texts because tomorrow I'll be going my direction and you'll be going yours. And you'll still have your Bible and you'll still have these Bible verses. You will still have Galatians 2.20, Galatians 6.14, Romans 6.3-5, and here 1 John 4, 3 and 4. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. There's the great magnet. There's the power of the world backed with the forces of the Antichrist. And then 1 John 4, 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them because... Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Carnal man needs more than human power. We need the power of the Lord in us. And we need to get to the cross to know power to repent daily of the world. That's the Christian life, you know. It's a deepening of our repentance. It's not the sorrow of the world. It is gospel sorrow through the cross. The sorrow of the world only works bitterness, making us sin more. Whereas the sorrow of the cross works sweetness in our souls, enabling us to leave off our sins and to cease to grieve the Lord. Another point, the sorrow of the world works hardness of heart. But the sorrow of heart that comes from the cross softens our hearts. The sorrow of the world works suspicion of God. But the sorrow from the cross works surrender unto God. The sorrow of the world works rebellion to God. But the cross works reconciliation unto God. The sorrow of the world feels the reproach of the cross. Faith 
delights and rests in the Savior who bled and died upon that cross. Which do you have tonight? The sorrow of the world. You could be filled with regrets and remorse, but it's only when you get to the cross to Calvary and the power of the living Christ comes into your soul that he cleanses the house and the Holy Spirit takes over. You become a new man, a new creature, a new woman, a new boy or girl, and you begin to live in the power of the gospel. The cross is the power line to live the Christian life. What happens when the electricity is switched off at your house? Maybe it's a storm. Maybe it's a fire that has broken out along the line somewhere. And your electricity is cut off. You're in darkness. And as the hours in darkness go on, sometimes we do what we do just by habit. You flick the switch. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. We're powerless. And the old habits continue. But it's not until that power line is switched on that we know light and heat and peace. What I'm saying is, you can't live the Christian life without the cross. You can't. And too many professing Christians are trying. Too many have a prayer life that is empty of the cross. Too many want little Bible studies that are just about experience. They cease to focus on the mighty Redeemer at Calvary. Someone here tonight and you're lost. You're on the broad road. And you're telling people that you're a Christian. But you know that you have no victory over sin. You know that you have not been changed from inside out. You're the same old person. You have the same old tendencies. You really love the world. But the Bible tells us, as we learn here, that if we are crucified with Christ, then we live, and he lives in us, and we die to the world. I am crucified to the world, and the world is crucified to me. Has that happened to you? Because that's where the power comes. And if you are fooling yourself and fooling others, please tonight come to the cross. Come to the foot of Calvary and cease trying to live some kind of religious life in your own strength, but be a Calvary Christian. Be saved tonight. And my prayer is that this congregation will serve the Lord in the power of the cross of Calvary and take this town Enniskillen, this county Fermanagh for Christ. Serve in the victory of Calvary, looking daily, constantly, always to the one who made that mighty transaction. And remember, it has impacted heaven, hell, earth, And you, when you believe in the triumph of Christ at Calvary, may the Lord bless you and encourage you and keep you in his service in days to come.
There's a sweet and blessed story of the Christ who came from glory just to rescue me from sin and misery. He in loving kindness sought me and from sin and shame has brought me Thank you for joining with us here on the program. I wonder how much does victory over sin and over the world really mean to you? There are those ungodly and the wicked, of course, who want to stay on in sin. They want to grovel in it. They want to major in it. That's where they find their joy and they find their entertainment of life. But what an end that will bring. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If we sow corruption, we will reap corruption. And of course, the Christian is called to flee from sin. And we are called to seek the Lord. In fact, all men are commanded to repent of the ways of sin and to turn on to God. But some may be asking, how can I do that? I have no power. I have no strength. I could never live the Christian life. I could never be an overcomer. Well, that's quite true, speaking humanly. But when you link up your life to the Lord, when you come through faith to seek the Lord as your Savior, then there is a whole new world of power that is opened up to you. And of course, the answer is that the Lord Jesus has already gotten the victory. He has triumphed over death and has redeemed us by his blood. That work is all done. We simply need to trust. And I beg of you to put your trust in the Lord Jesus today. Come simply, come in prayer, come uh, sorrowful over your sin and plead the cleansing power of Jesus' blood. And you will be saved. You will be set free from every iniquity and given peace with God by faith in the Lord Jesus. I would quote to you uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God. That's what you need. And the blood of Christ can give that to you today as you plead that cleansing blood to cover you for salvation. If I can be of personal help, feel free to give me a call, 604-897-2040. You can go to the website. You'll get the email and all the information. That's ltbs.com. C-A. And I look forward to hearing from you. May the Lord bless you through his word. May you call on the Lord, ask him to be your Savior and Redeemer. And then let me know. I'd love to hear from you, even to tell me that you have called on the Lord to be your Savior. God bless you today. This broadcast comes to you today from the Free Presbyterian Church in Cloverdale, located at 187-90-58 Avenue, Surrey, at the corner of 188th Street and 58th Avenue. On our website you can find gospel articles, 
links to our sermons and our gospel booklet called A New Beginning. There you can find a link to our Sunday services that are broadcast online. For all this information, please go to our website at cloverdealfpc.ca. You're warmly invited to attend any of our Sunday services at 10.30am and 6pm to meet with us as we worship God and to hear the preaching of his precious word. We also meet for Bible study and prayer at 7.30pm every Wednesday evening. Our Sunday School for Children and Adult Bible Class meet every Lord's Day from September to June at 9.30am. You can contact us using our office number which is 604-576-1091. Alternatively, you can email me at pastor.cloverdealfpc at gmail.com. Again, for all this information, please go to our website at cloverdealfpc.ca. Our burden is that you will hear and understand the gospel that will lead you to know the Lord Jesus Christ and his great salvation. And this is Pastor Andrew Fitton. Thank you for listening today. And be sure to listen Monday to Friday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on this station for our full or church service as we worship the Lord through the ministry of his word. <laughs>